and to be as cool and calm. Um, you know I'm a Dan Marino fan. Like, come on, man. You know how I feel about Tom Brady. Dude. I'm going to give him his props. He wins this Super Bowl. He's fueled right now. He wants Goodell to have to hand that up. Lombardi Trophy. It's the future. Down in distance. On WGNRadio.com. Play clock down at three. Rodgers spins to his left. Comes underneath, and the pass is incomplete, out of bounds. Now they say complete. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition, Down in Distance, Jared Payton, alongside my man Sean Davis, SD2 Mike's on Twitter. I'm back, fresh off vacation. SD, man, I just want to congratulate you, man. I was uh, looking through the Twitter sphere and saw, um, yeah, 1,000, 1,000 Twitter followers. Yeah, last night I checked. Oh, oh, seven. We growing. He's growing. The brand is growing. Earned, not bought. <laughs> Shout out to you, man. I you, you you told me that when I was out in Cabo, man, sipping on the Bahama Mamas, just chilling. Also, while I was out there, though, no kids sitting by the pool. Uh, JBL little boombox blasting everywhere that I went. Try not to play too much trap music. While Still beefing with Packer fans. Oh, man. In Mexico, beefing with Packer fans. Dude, it was the greatest thing, A man. true Chicagoan. <laughs> Just, true representative and ambassador of the Chicago Bears brand. Can never let it go. <laughs> never let it go. And another thing was is that not only was I beefing with Packer fans, it was the fact that we were just sitting there going back and forth, and there's not much that I could say. And, you know, you know when you start reaching back to 85 that – um. Yeah, you're losing that battle. That's a reach. Yeah, you're you're, you're losing the battle. I did. I told you I had the mic drop because they didn't know who I was. But it was it was uh, it was interesting to sit there and and watch a game. And I and I think for both of us to sit and watch that Cowboys and Packers game was uh, something that we're both looking forward to. Um, knowing that you're a Cowboys fan and also. You know, getting to see the, the Packers two times a year in the division. Wasn't as painful as I thought nah. it would be. You know what? I, I do have beef because I was listening to, to Skip. You know, I know Skip Bayless really, truly loves the Cowboys. And um, I thought after the Cowboys lost, as much as he was backing the Cowboys, and rightfully so for what they did with Dak and, and that whole entire offense and – seeing what Zeke was able to do as rookies, man, the growth that they took is 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 unbelievable. But he didn't want to give nobody credit, man. He didn't want to give A-Rod no credit, didn't want to give nobody credit. But the Cowboys are set up. Though. I understand. Immediately after the game, I think I felt the same way. I was at, literally Scott Linehan could have packed his bags and, go. and, and walked. Okay. There was absolutely zero resistance to Zeke in that game. Zero. There was absolutely zero reason to throw a pass in the first half. None. It just reminded me, I thought Zeke held himself together. I was I was hoping he wouldn't throw Jason Garrett under the bus like he threw Urban Meyer under the bus mm. against Michigan State. Nah, a little, little bit, bit different. A little bit different. A little bit different, but the same outcome. Like, look, bro, feed me. Well, it, it came down to the game plan. I mean, that should have been the game plan from, from from the minute that they stepped onto the field was if in this day and age, in these playoffs, we're starting to see 
uh, offenses is dominated by by really really good offenses and quarterbacks that are that you don't want on the football field. So what Copy do you do? Copycat league, right? What? Yeah. Copycat league. You talked about the growth of Zeke and and Dak. Um, the quarterbacks in these conference championship games. Yeah. Pretty good quarterbacks. Yes, really All good. of them have Super Bowls except for Mr. Ryan, yeah. who's probably your MVP. He's playing this un- year unbelievable. This in the NFL, playing unbelievable. Uh, took a last-second stop by the 49ers to keep him out of the Super Bowl the year that uh, Ed Reed and Ray Lewis yeah. went off into the sunset. So it's a copycat league, especially with this draft coming up. And we're going to get into that, you know, because your quarterbacks, according to Daniel Jeremiah, uh, his top 50 prospects, the first quarterback hits about 15th mm. as he lays out his top 50 prospects. Are teams going to lean more more towards the model that's being built down in Dallas, or do you think teams will continue to thirst and reach and beg to find those guys like the four guys that are in the conference championships? I think it all depends. I think it all depends on who's running the show. I think it's about who's calling, who's calling the shots, and who's, you know. I, I think it comes really comes down to scouting and the GM and the people that are underneath him to be able to. Because I feel like there's still people that are going to reach, because they're going to reach because the same way somebody's going to reach for. Jay Cutler after he is no longer a Chicago Bear. Knowing everything that you know, you still reach because you feel like there's something that you can do. It's almost like that bad relationship. You know what I mean? You get out of a relationship, and then uh, the, the, maybe the girl that knows you goes, well, I, I, I know her, and it just doesn't work out with them, but it might work out with me because mm-hmm. I'm a little bit different, and I can change things a little bit. That's how I feel like it. So I always think there are people going to reach the smart teams, the teams that we've seen that are kind of at the, the top of the top, first of all, they don't really need quarterbacks unless you're talking. I mean, I don't know how, how much longer uh, Tom Brady's going to play for. He looks like he could go for another four or five years. But all those teams that are at the top that we're looking at now, the last four, have their guys. But they, they did it in a right way. They picked the guy that was best for them, and now we're starting to see them reap the benefits I just don't know if we have this next generation of quarterbacks like ready right now because the game is changing. The game is changing. When you look at those quarterbacks other than, I think, Ryan and, and Aaron Rodgers of how they can kind of – they actually have wheels on them to, to move if they have to. Yeah. But you look at the other two in the AFC – those two are your Ben can slip and out of whatever he needs to. Tom Brady doesn't want to run. That's that's that you, that was that's old school quarterbacking right there at his finest. What they can do, throwing and slinging the rock. And I know they're different, but this new day and age, man, we're looking at new quarterbacks coming in. That's why. Think about this. Go back. I want you to go back. Let's say, let's let's say go back to two thousand. Before 2000, that era, before 2000, in the 90s, Deshaun Watson right now, if you took him back there, do, do are, are people as, a, 
in awe of what he could probably be, or is he just looked at as that's not your typical quarterback? Oh, the narrative is totally different. Totally different now. So it's yeah. it's it's funny to see how quarterbacks are now and now we got guys that are mobile because the game is so fast but you also have to be able to throw the football yeah i just i don't know if those guys are time will always change the narrative it always has you know and look at the game now like you know kids now say stuff like fabulous is garbage in hip-hop when fab hit he was the king in the mixtape scene it's like if you're the king at any point in any particular area yeah you deserve respect. Yes. It doesn't matter how you're viewed down the line. It's just it's or it, how you're viewed in this particular era. It's it's similar to the conversation that broke on Twitter the, the last couple of days about Drake and Nelly. I mean, both those guys in their eras of what they did was was phenomenal. I just don't know if you can take somebody from this era and put them back in that area. It was a lot harder to sell records. It was a lot harder to go visit- diamond when people to, had to physically go to the store. You had to go to the and store, get the CD, or the only way people could watch your videos was on TV. On TV, you had to be on TRL. Like, yeah. remember when TRL was hot? I mean, that was it. I mean, you know, one hundred six and Park kind of changed the game for for the hip hop scene, R and B. I mean, that was it, that. It's difficult, man. I, I just don't know with these the internets and. In the streaming, it's it's so it's so different, just like how the game has changed. But I look real quick, Sean, at these matchups, and um, not only do we have some great matchups, man, we got these these quarterbacks all have something with their legacy intact of like what this what winning this game and getting to the Super Bowl and winning that Super Bowl. Matt Ryan, this what would change for him to beat. Aaron Rodgers, for people to say he can't, you know, this is where he he's going to falter at some point. Yeah, for him, his legacy. Aaron Rodgers, if there's some way, and I'm just talking about if it could be mix and match, there's some way Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady get matched up in the Super Bowl. Those two quarterbacks, what that's going to bring? Because people already have talked about that the Cowboys not being in in this the playoffs still. And ticket, you know, ticket prices, ticket value is kind of like, you know, the brand. But I think the brand, the NFL brand would love to have those two 12s going at it. I mean, I think that's good for business with Lady Gaga at halftime. It's okay. pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be there. So, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, it hurts me to kind of want to see that matchup. But, Look at Rodgers, eight straight wins, 21 touchdowns, one pick in this streak. And what Matt Ryan has done is, um, I don't know, I don't think I never, I didn't give the guy enough credit, Sean. Because while I was in Cabo, I got a chance with no sound on the Fox broadcast in my room, the English broadcast. On the Spanish, I could have watched it, but that was going to maybe drive me crazy a little bit. So I ended up watching Matt Ryan against the Seahawks go up, and it was – that offense is something else, man. Julio Jones is a monster. They got the running backs. They kind of have it all defensively, though. They've came a far way from the beginning of the year to where they are now, and I just don't know what what the score is going to be on this one. I think – what is it, over-under at like 60-something? <laughs> what? 
Do you understand? Yeah. You that's, got the, that's a lot of touchdowns. 21st and 27th ranked defenses in that matchup. Yeah, so it's – Oh, we know what the offenses can do, good. but we know but, what, we know what the offenses can but do. But we do know that the the game plan for Dallas was to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. They didn't Correct. do that. Yeah, Matt Ryan's a little bit better quarterback than Dak Prescott at this point. Probably won't make the same mistakes that Dak made. He's, ta- he's taking care of the football, and Atlanta can run the ball just as effectively. Just as effectively, a with little two bit more them. balance. So yeah, balance. The juggling act might. You know, the tour of, you know, Les Rod, it might be ending. This might be last last Sunday might have been the last tour date for chill. The chill tour for uh, Aaron Rodgers. The okay. chill out tour might be coming to an end. It might be coming to an end. A little bit too much balance. In my eyesight. Okay, so in my eyesight. So th- that's the one thing is that they've been doing this. And this nice little eight-game winning streak has right. been about, really about him. And it's hard because this team is Ty Montgomery. I love him to death. And it also goes back to the emergence of one Jared Cook once he came back yeah. fully healthy. That's when they started their run. But can which they? Which goes back to offensively. You just have you have to have a mismatch somewhere as that, an offense. Yeah, it's not just about the quarterback. If quarterbacks don't look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady has put up numbers, but nowhere near the numbers he put up with Grunk in the lineup. Exactly. So having a mismatch for a quarterback, you know, you could be a great quarterback and still get the job done. People forget great stat. Tom Brady has never made it to a Super Bowl. Forget winning. He's never made it to a Super Bowl without a defense that's eighth or better. So we can talk about the greatness of Tom Brady. Tom Brady really hasn't carried a squad to the Super Bowl. It's been a team effort. Yeah. The win against the Texans was a team effort because Tom oh, yeah. Brady was not Tom Brady. Was, uh, he was uh, 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 he was all right. So that goes back to it. Let's go. You already mentioned about Atlanta and their balance. They they have balance, but it comes down to not only having the mixed matches that you were talking about with with. You know, guys on the outside, but yeah. can you run the ball effectively? Can you control the game on the ground? Because if you can do that, not only do you have you look for those, but you also look for putting eight men, nine men in the box because they have to stop the run. You know what? I'm interested in seeing what Dom Capers does because he almost forced the hand. He begged Dallas to run the ball because he knows just how terrible. His defensive backs are, they're pretty bad. They're in pretty bad shape on that back end. So he put five defensive backs on the field every play to basically tell them, look, run the ball, and we're just going to hope we can get you off the field on third down. It's the game plan. If that's the game plan, with it Atlanta, works though, there's too many it's weapons. It's tough because if Dez had the day that he had, yeah, Julio, Julio Gabriel, Sanu. I'm just saying. And then the two running backs. That's that's where I focus on. I, I just think it's I think it's too much. It's a very dangerous offensive team. You're not just trying to game plan. The chill out tour is over. I even I'm not I'm not going that way yet. I you might convince me. You're, I'll I go that you. way. I'll hear you. The chill out tour is over. 
I mean, I would lo- listen. It took it took an heroic everything that needed to happen for the Packers to win happened. Can it happen again? Absolutely. The but, last time they faced off in the Georgia Dome, the Packers jumped out to a huge lead, and Matt Ryan and the Falcons couldn't come back. But they didn't have anywhere near the offense that they have now. It's a difference between Julio Jones and Roddy White. Big difference. Big difference. Big difference between Steven Jackson, Freeman, and I forget the other young running back from Indiana, who, by the way, have put out some great running backs. Tevin Coleman. Coleman. From the south suburbs yeah. of Chicago, yeah. Um, just to look at the stat, because you were talking about the last game, they met in week eight. And well, the last time they met in the playoffs. Oh, in playoffs. Yeah, yeah last but time just, they met in the playoffs. But I'm talking about the last time these two teams met. It was a barn burner. Dude, that, that's where it comes down to, which mm-hmm. defense is week eight. It was 33-32. Rodgers and Ryan combined for seven touchdowns and no interceptions. So which defense is going to step up? I don't see anything different. From that, from that Green Bay defense? I don't see anything different. The ability – of the Atlanta Falcons to put pressure on Tom, not on Tom Brady, but on Aaron Rodgers to have to be perfect. And you do that by running the ball, lower his possessions and make him feel the pressure of having to convert and score. Well, every time he can't, this is the problem that we've seen with the giants with this offense. And we saw it with Dallas when he's hot, He's hot. He's hot. When he goes cold, just against the Giants in the first half, four possessions, nothing. They did start off the third quarter, I think, with a touchdown, the first drive. But after that, there was about three consecutive drives where you can't go three consecutive drives in the Georgia Dome against this team. You can't. You have it to. It takes listen, a perfect game. You need to score first. You need to score first. If Atlanta starts scoring Guess and they what? get down, then it's going to be it's, – Guess it's, what? what? Guess what Seattle did? Score first. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought like, okay. Oh, I did too. Okay. I did too. Seattle, I'm not brought, lie. Seattle brought the big boy pants today. I, I, I was thinking the same thing and too. What happened? Well, it's it, that, that offense is just too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too many weapons. And they figure out a way. And Matt Ryan has – if he can be special as well – and he puts his receivers, running backs, in a position to make yards after the catch. And to and shout to, out to Kyle Shanahan. Incredible job as a play caller. Well, they're averaging, what, 33 points a game? That's ridiculous. We're going to see. What about your AFC, though, real quick? Because I know we now, have Now, this right here is the total opposite, right? This. It is. This Two game. top ten defensive teams, which is amazing to say because Pittsburgh struggled defensively early in the season. So let's give Mike Tomlin some credit for correcting this defense and their start Bud Dupree, Jarvis on the other side of the linebacker position, Shazier, Tuitt. All the other guys up front, what they've shored up is that back end. The front seven has never really been a problem. Harrison, Mm-mm. it's never been a problem. That back end has been a problem. No more Troy P., no more Ryan Clark, 
It's changed. Studs that we've seen there for years. It's changed. Young, and they've been coached up very well. They've gotten a lot better. The defensive job they did, and don't get me wrong, Alex Smith is no, by no means is Alex Smith one of the top four quarterbacks in the league. But I thought going into that game with that defensive backfield that Kelsey would be a problem. No, oh, I did too. He made a few plays, but. His mind wasn't in the game. No, absolutely not. He got taken out. Absolutely man. not. I've it's, never seen a team go on the road and win with six field goals. I, that's, that's what I was crazy. just about to say. It, it's, it's uncharacteristic of a Pittsburgh Steelers team, especially this season, once Le'Veon Bell came back in the numbers and watching them score and putting points up that that this would be the case. But, I mean, it, it's games like this. It happens in football where you have to have your defense come up. And tell me if I'm not wrong. Did this sort of thing almost happen that same year in 2006 for the Colts when the Colts beat the Bears in the Super Bowl, like in the playoffs where they had – Peyton Manning didn't have a game that he was supposed yeah, to. Yeah, that wild card game. And they uh, was it Vinatieri? All the yeah, they beat uh, what's that? They went up to Baltimore. Okay, so and won on field. So goals. It, I get it; it happens. But your defense, yeah, your defense has to be able to show up on days like that. I mean, and and I look at it the same way. This is we're looking at a team the the Patriots can run the ball, haven't been run effectively at the end of the season as much as they were running at the beginning of the season. And then you look at the Steelers, man, and what they can do. And you and I have talked about watching Le'Veon Bell and what he's able to do. Sean, it's a little different. Um, When you watch the blocking scheme of how they come about doing what they do and how he's able to do what he can do, you texted me the other day and asked me. I mean, you put two names out there. You said Zeke, and you put out there Bell. Which one? And the versatility, when you talk about matchup problems, um, can you run the football? Which team is going to run the football and commit? Because Tom Brady, I don't know, man. It's not the, it's not the Tom Brady I'm used to seeing last week, though. It's not that it, it's just, but that see, the greatness of Bill Belichick comes to the forefront for me. We talked about the stat I gave earlier. He's never made it to the Super Bowl without a defense that's top eight. That's saying something. Yeah. All right. We always believe defense wins championships. With that being said, you move forward into this game, two top ten defenses once again, legacy on the line. Definitely for Tom Brady, trying to solidify himself as the best ever. And I think Ben wants to be put into that next echelon of quarterbacks. A road win in a conference championship game, it was a step up for Flacco when he did it. This would be a huge win for Ben Roethlisberger. How much is this foot affecting him? Will he be able to make plays, extend plays, Will they get pass happy trying to get touches to Antonio Brown, who has definitely shown how self-absorbed he is? I'm glad I don't play in this this era, man. What part of the commercial are we going to get? What part of the Papa John's commercial? The one where Malcolm Butler steals the pizza? 
or he has the crumb on his face and A.B. goes past him. That matchup is going to be pretty interesting this Sunday. Yeah. I think this is one of those games where they might miss Martavius Bryant. Yeah. Having that second guy. But as you said before, if they come in and they run the ball, they can control, once again, give Tom Brady less possessions. I'll give you the game plan. If I'm Pittsburgh, I'm stealing Dabo Sweeney's game plan for the national championship game. You say, well, man, is their defense really that good? It's not about the defense. It's not about the offense and what you're going to do to stop Tom Brady. What you're going to do is you're going to force an offense that's not as potent as it has been to make plays, long drives, no big plays, hit, tackle, try to create turnovers. And special teams and offense do not turn the ball over. If we don't turn the ball over, if we run the ball, control the clock, give him less possessions, we're in this game. Because the Patriots are not as explosive as they've been. It's funny. Their offense has been helped by turnovers, mistakes, and special teams. It's funny that you said that. You preached exactly what I was, what I was thinking, and you look at field position. And there's, I was looking up a stat. There's three teams in the NFL all season that when given great field position, starting drives, they make you pay every single time. Those three teams, three of them are, are playing. still playing. The Patriots, the Falcons, and the Packers. Find a way to make them start at the 20, get them stuff down, yeah. and drive, and long drives. That's Can easy you, for Pittsburgh. Run the ball. No mistakes. You can't. can't Every turn. drive ends with a kick. Has Either to. an extra point, field goal, or a punt. Has to. And you pin them inside the 20 and force them to go on long drives. That's it. No easy points. No easy points. If you can do that, I think you're good. Whoever Pat- commits the most turnovers. That's it. The Pats In the to- other game with both offenses. Yeah. Whoever commits the most turnovers or the turnover at the wrong time. I think that's you could you could see that happening if the Patriots bringing pressure on on Ben Roethlisberger and forcing him to make one or two bad decisions. Yeah. It you can't. That that's listen, that's what this time of the year is about, man. And I know we, we saw the about, Texans do we actually saw it, the Texans do that to Tom Brady. Yes. Can, can you you got to take care of the football. Have to. It's the difference in the game. Difference in the game. It's the difference now. in the game. You can win some of those games in the season, the regular season. You know, committing two or three turnovers, still find a way to screech out a win. Not the playoffs. Not. It's too hard now. You can't. You you can't do it. Can't do it. I can't wait for these games, man. I can't wait for these games. Now, that's an interesting question you posed to me. Oh yeah. About twelve. Being the guy that you would want to start the franchise not, right now. Now, now and I, are you talking all, all time? Or are you no, speaking I, for right now? Well, it's weird because you already made, you already made this. Because for me, this is the same Drake Nelly conversation. No, I, no, that's what I'm saying though. It's so hard because the way that I look at it, it's about the eras. And if I'm starting a team, I'm not starting a team back in the eighty. I'm starting a team now, so it's hard for me to go back and say. But I want a guy 
because of how I'm probably going to run my offense, especially nowadays. I'm going to have I'm going to be wide out. You're going to have to figure out you're going to play a lot of nickel, have a bunch of DBs in because I'm 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 running different routes all over the place right. and I'm going to air it out. And in this day and age, you need a guy like Aaron Rodgers because of what he is able to do and what he can do. And I think you using his feet, being able to throw the ball, how he can throw the ball, ball placement, um, and, and his cool, calm demeanor in the pocket of not getting frazzled because I've been in that situation before. And I'm down, not only not in college or, or in professional, but in high school still, like having the ball, moving around and thinking like, oh, my goodness, I'm about, someone is going to, if I go back that way, someone's going to take my head off. Right. And to be as cool and calm, um, you know I'm a Dan Marino fan. And I think it's it's unfair. It's so hard now to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take this guy. We live in a different era of football. Uh, you could still play it how you want to play it. Dan Marino is my guy. I think I still I, I think I still take him. But to me, I, I man, watching the things that Rodgers is able to do, and I try to place him on like, and it's unfair. I try to place him on other teams, you know. Like, come on, man. You know how I feel about Tom Brady, dude. I'm going to give him his props. He wins this Super Bowl because I feel like he's he's fueled right now, Sean. He wants Goodell to have to hand that uh, Lombardi trophy over. Like, he's making, he's he wants to make a purpose that to, just to – that makes for a nice photo op and a bunch of memes on the internet. Well, you know, he needs to turn and he needs to look at his organization and his head coach. I explained this to some Patriots fans over the weekend. You're dealing with the consequences of previous actions. It wasn't so much about deflate gate and whether or not anybody knew whether or not Tom Brady actually deflated the balls or whether it helped him in cold weather or anything and how well he did with those balls in comparison to the balls in the second half of that game and how great he is and his legacy. Look, man. The Patriots have built up a lot of scars with a lot of executives and a lot of teams around the NFL. There was no way other owners were going to allow Tom Brady and that organization to get away scot-free. I don't care who you believe. Roger Goodell works for the owners. Yes. There's a reason why Robert Kraft stood firm in the beginning and then broke down and eventually sided with Roger Goodell and the rest of his ownership because some of those owners came to him and said, look, this is the deal. You got to take this one for the team. Got to. And he did. People are overthinking this, man. This is not Roger Goodell against Tom Brady. This is the rest of the owners against the New England Patriots and being upset with a continued culture of cheating that they're upset with. And they're probably jealous because they win. They're jealous of their success. But this is just simply the consequences of actions, man. So there's no reason for Tom Brady to be upset with Roger Goodell. He's a little upset, though. He could be upset, but he needs to be upset with the other owners. He should be upset with Robert Kraft acquiescing. He can't. That guy. He can't. He can't. He That's can't. the problem. So, so the looking, only person he can take it out on is Roger Goodell. But you know, I think just athletes in general use stuff like that as motivation. Like it just, it, it even if it's something, 
the ones that are crazy in the head a little bit that are a little bit different they they find ways to like that little stuff that they can't even control or they they can't control but they're like man we just going to use some somebody needs to be out here on the stake uh, the only thing i will say about 12 not tom brady i'm talking about oh aaron rodgers the other 12 i would go this is my personal preference when you have players on equal levels, I apply this to LeBron and Kobe as well, right? When I look at the grand scheme of things, I understand that trophies are team-based, not individual-based. So just because you have more titles, that doesn't make you better yeah. in my mindset. All right? Tom Brady, for me, might be top five. He's probably fourth, third, fourth, somewhere in there. But I'm talking about guys. See, Tom Brady wasn't a plug-and-go guy. I'm talking about the NFL. People really need to learn how to respect the position of quarterback. It's ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers wasn't a plug-and-go guy. Yeah, he had Brett Favre in front of him, but he wasn't ready to go as soon as he came into this league. When you are a plug-and-go guy, meaning you step on the field game one your rookie year and you make it happen, I have a ton of respect for you as a quarterback. That just elevates the type of football player you are in my mind. So who? Dan Marino, plug-and-go. John Elway, plug-and-go. Playoffs as rookies. What about? Who does that? Who does that? What about Ben Roethlisberger? Come on now. You know he got carried a little bit. He got carried a little bit. He did just enough. He came in, what, game seven, eight of his rookie year? I'm just saying. And he, yeah. managed, he managed the team well. I don't have a problem with that. I know he's not at that level. I'm not saying he is, but I was just thinking about that. I was at those Super Bowls. so I, Yeah. You know. Dan Marino, John Elway, plug and go. So who's third? What was the stat I gave you? Tom Brady's never even made it to a Super Bowl without a top eight defense. John Elway did that like three times. Who's third? You have to. Montana. I mean, you just can't overlook what Montana did. Okay. He's like Mike. He's undefeated. I got you. In the big game. And the only thing that really got him was injuries. Right? His his defense is, though. Oh, they were stacked with Hall of Famers. Stacked with Hall of Famers. That's why he's not one, two, or... Brady might be... I prefer Aaron Rodgers over Brady. Okay. But I wouldn't take Aaron Rodgers looking at a resume. I got you. So I'll give give Brady three. I'll give Manning four. And Aaron Rodgers five right now. That's my top five. I'm but cool. you're not getting in front. But you're not getting in front of Marino or Elway, ever. I don't ever. Aaron Rodgers would have to win like he, 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 two Super Bowls in a row. What happens if he wins two more? He's already at five. Aaron Rodgers is he, not winning a Super Bowl until that defense gets better. I'm sorry, it's not happening. It's not happening. If he does, too. Dude. If he does. If no, he continues listen, you the know, chill you, out tour you, you know it all kills, the way to Houston. You, you know it burns me look, to even say look, it. 
the first Sunday in February, if we have the Chill Out Tour still going. I'm calling you from, I'm calling you from Houston. Call me. I'll be in Fort Lauderdale. Call me. I'm going to call you. We're gonna, we'll record somehow just so we can talk about it. Call me. I, I don't know what's going to happen because I'm, I'm still kind of torn between these games, so I'm trying to figure it out. This would be mighty impressive. It Ty, really Ty Montgomery is your running back? I, that's what I'm saying. No Jordy Nelson? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I get you with the defense. I'm with you. Listen, I'm with you. But if he does, I'm going to be like, that? Dude, Ty Montgomery that's better LeBron. have better have a – That's LeBron-esque. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Yes. It's to that point where that's you're like, like – 2000 with – Dude. That's like Cavs, Spurs. Yeah, right. Only he wins. Dude, there's I don't I don't know I don't think so. I'm still I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna wait till the end of the week to really try to see what happens because I know things can move around. So we can see some stuff move around. 